Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here. This is the Rumor Has It podcast, episode eight, take two. <laughs> take two. I'm with Megan Howard. Hey, Megan. Afternoon. The reason the reason it's take two is that Megan and I were doing a fire podcast. <laughs> it was absolutely the best we've done right. and didn't hit the record button. Mm. So it was a wonderful dry run. We <laughs> said some amazing things that we can remember them all. Uh, we'll try to read redo exactly what we've done verbatim, although it won't get that way. No. But we're going to run through this information like we normally do. For those of you that have maybe just started, hey, let's start an episode eight of a podcast. Uh, this is our Rumor Has It podcast, and we talk about current events, talk about rumors. We talk about anything happening on social media. We give some shout outs to local businesses. We talk about it all. It's really more of an informal way to talk about what's going on, keep people informed, and share information. So... <laughs> Let's uh, let's get to it uh, since we are about a half hour behind. Uh, oh, the first thing we want to talk about is it's really back. It's back to school. Uh, yes, I think. Thank goodness. Right for your for your sake with two kids at home. Uh, it's the first time I can remember we've had to delay the start of school after Labor Day yeah. because of the construction. And uh, now that everybody's back, um, there's a couple things we want to talk about with regard to the schools. One, we've shared some social media information about um, just safety. I'll say for schools. Right. What happens if you you see a school bus coming up and they're got their flashers on? How you should kind of operate those in those scenarios? So that's that's all on our social media. Uh, we won't rehash all that here. We want to check out our city of Fairborn uh, Facebook pages where we share most of that. Uh, but the reason that we were delayed was the Fairborn Intermediate School right. uh, opened and they were uh, trying to finish up all the construction there. And, and and if you've not been by there, it's absolutely terrific. It looks really good. It is a beautiful building. Uh, it opened. Uh, for the first time, accepted students on Monday. I'm sorry, Tuesday. Tuesday. Sorry, uh, with the holiday, the See, Tuesday that's what, the sixth. That's what screwed me up, right? And now this, now this podcast isn't as good as the last one because I got that right the first time. <laughs> uh, but uh, they are talk about some of the things going on at the intermediate, uh, Megan. They're doing some events here to kind of kick off the building. Yeah. So on Thursday, September 15th, so next Thursday, they're going to ho- hold a ribbon cutting. Gosh. You almost said a ground opening. I did. It's okay. A ribbon cutting and a community open house at four o'clock. Great. So they'll do the the ribbon cutting at four and then people who want to see the building and get a chance to walk through it uh, can do that afterwards. I know a lot of folks have asked, well, why would they do that at four? I think they're doing it right after school lets out. Right. uh, So the teachers can stay and not have to be there late in the, in the evening. But my guess is if you work until five or get off at five, the building will still be open, I'm guessing, right. for at least a couple hours. I would think so. After four o'clock. So you have time to get there and take a look at it. And I would recommend you do it. I'll be there yeah. uh, because I've not seen the building on the inside yet, with Maybe the exception either. of what videos and pictures of friends of mine who may be teachers there have, have showed. So it really looks amazing. And I can't, underestimate, can't underscore how important that building is from an economic development standpoint. All the new schools uh, and all the development is really um helping Fairborn to kind of continue to progress right. uh, with regard to economic development like we have been the last few years. Yeah, they, they look amazing. And uh, I just know my, my kids are a little sad that they missed out on the intermediate, but they'll, they'll get to high school, which is exciting. But which, And then, you know, the high school it, may be ready next year. Right. I mean, we're going to talk about Maple. Maybe the high school beats Maple. Right. Uh, but they are flying on that building as well. Um, so that's the schools. Anything else we want to talk about with, with regard to the schools, Megan? I think that's a good good yeah. recap, just I would say. Uh, give the school some grace. Uh, yeah. it's, it's week one. It's day three. Uh, two. Uh, three by the time. This, three by the time so listen, Two or three. It's, it's the first few days. Um, every school has transportation issues on the first couple of days. Right. Kids get on the wrong bus. Buses are slow. Things happen. The world's an imperfect place. 
you know, I think just if you could give those folks some grace, they are certainly not doing it on purpose <laughs> because who would bring that on themselves? Uh, but they're just trying to figure it out. There's a bunch of new people. There's a bunch of new bus drivers. Um, please, if you can, just give those folks some grace and know that they're doing the best they can to return your child to you as quickly as they possibly can. <laughs> Correct. Because they don't want to keep them any longer than they have to. <laughs> no, probably not. And they have to traverse uh, the beautiful Maple Avenue, too. So. Yeah. Yes. Right. So the, the they do have to go down Maple Avenue as well. So that's we'll take we'll take the hit on that one. Yep. Like I'm sure we always will. OK, so that's. <laughs> That's uh, the the opening, which is the back to school. Let's talk about the best of Dayton. Yeah. Uh, every year, Dayton.com does a, uh, a survey or a list of some of the best businesses in the Dayton region. And there are several Fairborn businesses on there. Yeah. So uh, we, we just posted about this uh, on our social media today. So this is Wednesday. And I think there's 15 or 20 Fairborn businesses. That's that, a lot. That I could count when I was scrolling through every single category because there's right. quite a few. Um, so go vote for them because if, you know, they get enough votes, they get voted the best whatever of, of Dayton, which is a pretty cool thing for a local business to get. And we didn't, we purposely did not list them on either the social media post. Or I'm not going to start talking about them here because inevitably well, we, did. we did list we them. We did, yeah. Okay, good. Again, I tried. So I'm sure I missed somebody. If we missed you, it's not on purpose. Uh, we're, I'm not going to even try to start doing it here because I can't even tell you. <laughs> we'll miss several people and just right. it causes chaos. But go to the Dayton.com website, the best of Dayton. Uh, you have a couple of weeks yet to, to give your vote in. It's a lengthy uh, process. Right. So you go through a bunch of categories. You don't have to finish the whole thing. If you have a business that you like that maybe is a coffee shop or a, uh, a hairdresser or a, a barber shop and you want to support them, you can go just vote on that category, close the thing out, be done, uh, and they'll win. I know we've had several winners in the past uh, of Fairborn businesses yeah. because we do have some of the best businesses in the region. So. Yeah. Certainly go and, and support them and uh, give them your vote and give them your money. Even more importantly, if you really like right. them, go see them because uh, I'm sure they'd love you to come through the door <laughs> right. as, as much or more than they'd like you to vote for them. Right. And we ha we've, we've had a comment or two already on the on the post saying, why didn't we name, you know, such and such business? And yeah. again, we didn't come up with a list. We didn't make the list. Um, we are merely merely sharing the information. Uh, if you want a business that's not on there for the best of Dayton, you've got to kind of submit that that business to Dayton.com and um, they, they take it from there. But Because I think that's how it works, right? I think the Dayton.com folks take recommendations or so. uh, nominations from the public, the public and then they put it out there for people to vote on. And yeah, again, if you have somebody that's on there that you think is an outstanding business and isn't listed, let the Dayton.com folks know. And perhaps next year they'll be on the list and can, can, yep. can then get voted on, hopefully win the best of, of Dayton. Yeah. So... Uh, let's move we on should, here. We've, we should do that best of Fairborn. Man, you know how difficult that would be? I mean, we could. I'm not, but we would invariably, it would be chaos and people would be upset. Well, yeah, that's true. But that would be pretty neat. It would be. You talk about engagement. Right. I, I'm absolutely 100% sure that's why Dayton.com does it. Well, probably. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's people going to their website and, and voting. We could, uh, I'm not saying we can't do it, just... We'd have to figure out all the logistics. Yeah, and it would be, there'd be a lot of bugaboos that we have to come <laughs> up with there. Could be, could be kind of a, we'd get our, we'd trap ourselves in something. I'm sure we would. And invariably we'd get the naysayers that would say, well, you didn't do this business, you did right. that business. This can't be the best of Airborne so-and-so is not there. But if they sub, if people would submit it, then it's, you know, not us excluding. Right. We definitely have the way to do the survey part. We do. Uh, we could do that. So we'll maybe, think about it. Yeah, maybe we will. That'll be a, on the to-do list maybe for next year. We'll see how it goes oh, with yeah, the date.com yeah. thing, but that, maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. 
So let's get to some current events or things that are coming up. We've got a big day coming up here in a, in a week or so. Uh, the next Saturday is a big day in Fairborn. What's going on? It is. That is the U.S. Air Force Marathon. And it it technically starts with the Expo, which is on Thursday. Okay. Uh, and it runs Thursday, Friday. And then Friday night at, I think, 6 is the 5K, which is on Rice State's campus. Okay. And then it kind of bleeds over into Saturday morning. Because at right. 6.30, the 10K starts. Okay. And then at 7.30, the half and the full uh, begin and the runners will come through Fairborn and the fly zone area, which is on Main Street, um, shortly thereafter. So, just the marathon runners come through Fairborn, but we are the only right. location outside of the base gate or base property where people come off. So, it's a great thing for us. You dropped some uh, nerd information the last time on some numbers. Do you happen to remember what those were well, in terms of total participants? I think it was 11,000 something for. Uh, so all participants. 11, it was 11,700 par- total participants. Okay. Uh, all 50 states are represented. There's over 2,500 volunteers and I believe 32 countries. Yes, that was the number. So there's your did you know. Did you know. 32 yeah. countries represented in the Air Force. So it is a worldwide marathon. Yeah. Um, and so we're really happy to have this come off the base and into Fairborn. And it has for years. And we're the only community that's uh, been that way forever. And I know there are other I know Beaver Creek would probably cut their left arm off to get these folks to come through Beaver Creek. Right. Uh, but we're able to maintain that just because of one of the reasons is because the fly zone folks puts on such a great event for anybody that's uh, got a, a loved one or a person that they're, uh, that they know is running. You can come watch them run, uh, which you can't necessarily do except for the start and finish line on the base. Right. So Linda Riffle and her group do a great job of organizing bands. They organize cheerleaders they organize uh, the food places downtown they put up banners they do some amazing stuff to make these folks feel welcome and then the folks in the neighborhoods adjacent to where the the runners are going just just add another level on top right yeah they really cheer them on and uh you know we talked about it i think the first time we mentioned the marathon just how how awesome the fly zone is for people who are running through um now you've personally experienced it yes you were a different part of the it was the race was different than you were earlier in the race correct yeah it was like eight through ten so you, now we're 14 and 15, uh, which 14 through 15. Which which, I think I would have liked more. Because you, and, and for those that are interested in the route, you used to have to come through Fairborn, go out towards the flight line and run down the runway. It was terrible. Going south, <laughs> which is that you never have realize how long that runway is. Do you have to run it? Correct. And it's getting hotter in the day as you're doing that. Especially when you're and slow. And there's no shade. Like when you're slow, like you're, I think we reached that part maybe... 11 ish, 12 ish. And it was hot that day. And it was hot that week. I think that weekend and like it always is, but yeah, you don't realize, and you don't think about when you're driving by the flight line, how long it is, how hot it is. And the fact that there is zero coverage, right? There's no shade, no shade at all. It was was miserable. So it's a great pick me up for folks that are coming through there that maybe have hit a wall and need a little extra incentive to, to finish it off. Um, well, the great part about it is in, in, uh, in talking to folks at the Expo, which is also part of this, Expo's done at the Nutter Center. It's where people go really to pick up their bib right. uh, with their number and everything. But there's also the Expo has a bunch of uh, exhibits, sale, people selling things. Um, the Fly Zone sets up a booth there. We set up a booth there promoting our downtown businesses. Yeah. Um, it's really an interesting thing to see when somebody walks up to the Fly Zone and says, you know, my my husband is running the marathon or my brother's running the marathon. Uh, my sister's running the marathon. Shouldn't it be male? My sister's running the marathon. 
um, where can I come see her? Well, they put you on a bus as soon as they shoot the starter's gun and she takes off. They put you on a bus. You come up here. You can watch her run, um, get back on the bus and watch her finish, which is really incredible. I mean, it's it's something that I think is unique uh, because without that, you wouldn't get to see them at all. No. Uh, Correct. I I mean, you could see them, but you couldn't cheer them on. Right. I mean, there's a small portion like right behind Wright State's campus that you got to hustle to get there. But um, that's about it. I mean, if you're not in Fairborn and if you're not at that teeny tiny little spot, um, there's nowhere else to to see the runners except at the finish line. Right. And so it started, the 10K starts at 6.30, you said. Right. Um, And they do that for a reason because there's some craziness of you feel inclined you can run multiple races in a day, which I, again, boggles my mind. But you can do the 5K, the 10K, and the either the half or the full. So it's just the half. Just the half. Right. Because the full would be insane. <laughs> Why do you want to run 36 <laughs> miles in a day? Who right. knows? Um, so you can do that. It's called the Fly Fight Win Challenge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people have done that. I guess do do that every year, which is, I'd like to meet one of those people. Which is crazy because... Uh, You've got to be able to run the 10K fast enough to be able to be at the starting line for the half marathon that starts at 7.30. So, Which is the catch, right? Like you have to be off the course for the 10K right. and at the starting line for the for the half right. before they fire that gun at 7.30. Correct. So if you can run six miles in less than an hour. You're good to go. You're in. 6.4, I guess. Two. Yeah, I'm sorry. 6.2. Well, I don't hate to forget the two, right? The two is the most important part. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised <laughs> at what that point two does. <laughs> I shouldn't make fun of it. I realize I say this all the time. I shouldn't make fun of it. I'm not a runner. And if you've ever seen me in person, you'd be like, yep, that guy's not a runner. And so it's, I get it. I, and But it just boggles my mind. Those folks who can do that is more power to you. And good for you. I hope you do a great job in your half. Uh, and I hope it's great. I hope, I hope the weather's perfect and goals it's not to, hot. to finish. And yeah, so that's a big thing. And again, that's a huge feather in Fairborn's cap that we're able to help entertain those folks. And if you're so inclined, come on down, have breakfast, Absolutely. Uh, get a cup of coffee, watch those folks run, the, join some of the neighbors in the neighborhood, ring a cowbell, uh, <laughs> dress up like a superhero, who knows, like do whatever. Yeah, something. Uh, because it's whatever we can do to entertain those folks, we do. And uh, the, it's amazing how well this community supports that event. Yeah, and I want to, you know, kind of give a, a kudos and a shout out to the marathon committee. Um, Rachel McKinney is the interim director. Yep. Uh, Brandon Huff was the former director who stepped down after he, uh, his wife had a baby, um, which is a great reason to step down. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good for him. But they both and their entire team have done just a, a great job uh, even before the the transition. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a stellar event every year and we, we couldn't ask for better people to work with. The thing that impresses me about that group is they could really not give a crap about what Fairborn has to say right. as part of their planning because it's, it's their marathon. Right. But they have been very uh, accommodating, very open and supportive of what we do and have really done everything they can to make the experience in Fairborn as good as they possibly can for the runners. Right. So it's And they don't have to do that, uh, which is you know great that they're willing to, to do that. Now, and the, it wouldn't be possible. We couldn't do what we do without that support. Oh, absolutely not. So kudos to them. And if you're running in the, in the marathon, uh, I wish you well. Good I hope you have luck. good, good luck. I hope the weather's great and I'll be ringing a cowbell. Uh, look for me somewhere in downtown. I'll be yelling at you if you're going to be running by in the marathon. So I uh, hopefully that didn't scare the heck out of you and you run faster. <laughs> uh, so we've got hairborne that's in the morning. So you can literally come down, have breakfast, cheer on some runners, go home, take a nap. Correct. Because you woke up probably earlier than you normally would on a Saturday. Yeah. And then head back downtown. We're doing something that's crazy. 
uh, right at the corner of Broad and Main. What are we doing? We have a hairborn, which is the uh, ode to the 80s hair bands. So again, it's not Fairborn that day. It's Hairborn. Hairborn. Uh, this was something that Mike Gephardt thought of, and it just took off, had legs, and ran, uh, which is ironic. It's on the same day as a marathon. Hey, that is. <clears throat> it really, the last year was the first year we did it, um, and it was a huge success. We had some amazing, I think, because I think that hits Fairborn where we are. Right. It was so much fun last year, and the the closing band we have was, they were a blast. Uh, so we don't have that Arena Rock show this year, but we have uh, three equally Excellent bands. We have Ithaca, The Wrecking Crew, which is a Molly Crew tribute band, and then Mullet. Mullet. Any uh, band that has the uh, guts to call themselves Mullet has to be amazing. Correct. Uh, so they all have great followings online, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing them. It's going to be great. It's not even my favorite type of music, but I had a blast last year. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, just the energy and the way that the crowd reacted to it was really insane. Well, and I think what's fun with a tribute band is it's almost like it's an act. Right. I mean, you know, any musician's a performer, but, right. you know, when you're a tribute band, you end up taking on the persona, per se, of whoever's music you're playing. Right. And so it's it's a lot of fun just to see them all dressed up, because I think that Arena Rock show, they changed outfits so many times. Yeah. I, I can't even count how many, right. like, changes they had to their to their wardrobe, um, which, you know, is just kind of kind of fun and adds to all the, the good times. Now, this is a different event than what we normally do, our stuff downtown. There's two events a year we do that are not free. This is actually has a cost. It's a $10 cover charge. Uh, get you into the event all day uh, because it is a partnership with iHeartRadio, uh, and there's some costs associated with marketing and, yeah. and so on and so forth. But it's a wonderful event. For the $10, you get unbelievable music. Uh, there'll be food trucks. There'll be a beer garden. There'll be uh, some displays there from some of the vendors. Um, I think Casano's Pizza is going to be there with some pizza. No, Casano's. I'm <laughs> getting no on that. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, what, <laughs> so check the website. Um, I've, again, that's why we do this. And I'm all, uh, often wrong a lot of things I say. But in this case, right. the bands we know are Ithaca, The Wrecking Crew, and Mullet. Uh, we have four food trucks. I think we have four food trucks. So I got that number right. Uh, and now, we do need to mention that we hadn't we hadn't done this in the first take so you're okay right so i didn't screw it up in the first take i did in the Correct. second take we're it's right. okay it's all right we're, we're going with it so again hairborne that starts at three yes so if you're here for, and the reason that we started three is that we have to make sure the marathon's clear and we can open the streets back up at least for every other part of downtown right and our folks that put this together are working the marathon to help with what's going on yeah. so we can't be two places at once uh, but let's say you're running the marathon or the 10k or the 5k or the 510 and whatever half uh, and and need something to do on the afternoon, like you're like, hey, I just ran a marathon. What am I going to do now? Come down to Fairborn because Fairborn is going to be rocking. That's right. And if you need the carbs that you burned, uh, do you do carbs afterwards? I don't know if you do. Probably liquid I mean, hydration. You probably need to hydrate. You know, at some point you just are hungry, so you want to eat so, things. So come down and have some food uh, and listen to some amazing bands. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ithaca. I've seen them many times. Those guys really rock Ithaca, hard. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be, the, what a great way to open it. Uh, if they're the opener, it's going to be an amazing show. So if, if any of, of Ithaca is listening, if you could play anything from Jack, Dropkick Murphys, um, I'm game for that. So Those Dropkick Murphys, they rock hard too. Yep, they do. So that'd be great. So come down to Hairborn. Uh, again, September 17th, that's really the end of what we're trying to do for, I'm calling it summer. I mean, I know it's that's September, fair. it's after Labor Day, and I probably shouldn't be wearing white, uh, but I'm, I'm going to go with it. It's still summer until Hairborn is over with. 
sounds that sounds appropriate. So come end your summer downtown in Hairborn. So that's that's a lot. We've done a lot already. Um, it let's, is. let's talk about some current events. We last night at city council meeting, we did a couple things uh, that were a little unusual that we normally do. One is we adopted a moratorium on uh, data centers or crypto crypto, crypto mining. Uh, I'd be lying to you if I told you I understood any of that. Uh, but I know that we've want to make sure that uh, we've had some. Um, and it's a nationwide trend. It's not just in Fairborn. Right. These crypto mining uh, facilities have started to crop up in certain parts of the, the the country. I don't know that we have one here yet. Maybe I don't know about it. But uh, okay. part of the reason that we wanted to adopt a moratorium is it's for six months. Uh, we want to understand these things better before we start to try to figure out how to regulate them. Right. Uh, for example, it's as I understand it. Again, it's not my forte, but to do crypto mining, you set up a huge server room. Uh, that's maybe as big as a building and it's nothing but computer servers and nobody there. And it can be accessed remotely. And all they do is, I guess, scan the blockchain for uh, transactions and that gets a part of a Bitcoin and whatever. Yeah. And I, now I said some words there. I don't even know what they mean, uh, but I think that's what it is. And so we're not trying to exclude those things from happening at Fairborn. We're not trying to keep them out of what's going on here, but we do know that that's a, usually a big user of electricity and water and it's a heavy resource user it's not necessarily a sustainable type of, of right. development. And to have a big building maybe in a very prominent location have nothing in it but servers doesn't really add anything to, to our city. It doesn't add anything to downtown. So we want to make sure, especially if it happens downtown, that we're getting uses there. They're going to bring people there. Uh, so, again, we're not trying to exclude them. We want to make sure that they happen in the appropriate places and aren't going to be a detriment. So that was that was the first thing. And then the second thing is we're finally getting around to adopting some aggregation. Uh, Megan, do you want to? you feel comfortable talking about what happened last night or do you well, we feel like I'm talking a lot? No, no, that's all right. We approved the, was it an ordinance or resolution? Resolution. Resolutions to uh, work with Palmer Energy. Right. Uh, and they are going to help us basically lock down a, a rate with a company. And that rate will allow us to kind of be set with, you know, what we pay for electricity uh, instead of the whims of whatever company, you know, yeah, if you're, with, if you're with AES or you're with um, American Edison, I think it's now whatever it is on the east side of town, <clears throat> there have been some rate increases that have happened in, in electric generation rates. Right. Uh, and there are, that is an open market. Uh, so there are other folks that do electric generation, and some of them provide a lower rate than what AES can provide it for. Right. Some communities around us have a, had already adopted aggregation and then have a plan in place that is significantly cheaper than what AES can provide. If, and I'm going to use just some rough numbers here. If AES is at 10 cents a kilowatt hour, right. uh, I think the program in Greene County is closer to four cents, a little over four cents. Um, I know we had some confusion. Some folks thought they were eligible for that. We actually directed them to at least try to sign up for it because we weren't sure if it applied to folks in February or not. I think some folks did sign up for it. And I think some folks are able to keep that rate. Um, but for the rest of us, uh, there are other rates on the Ohio Public Utilities Commission website, the apples to apples, where you can compare, right. that are lower than AES's current rate. And I know that for myself, I locked into a rate that's about eight cents a kilowatt hour, which is double what the, the Green County rate is, uh, but still cheaper than what AES is is providing. And if you do that, if you go to the Apple to, apples to apples website, want to uh, just some things that Palmer Energy told us is you want to make sure. As you're comparing those things, a lot of them have monthly fees mm -hmm. that go along with the rate. So they may have a cheaper per kilowatt hour rate, but let's say they charge $10 a month. 
uh, they may have a monthly fee or there's a fee to exit. So if you, right. if you go to get out of it, let's say you find a better rate and you go to exit, then you have to pay them a fee. Um, a lot of those make that more expensive than what you'd be currently paying with AES. So there are plans out there that have no monthly fees, have allow you to end at any time with no cost uh, and don't charge you anything extra to sign up for it. Those are the plans you want to look for. And those are the plans that we will eventually provide when we, when we sign up with Palmer Energy is we want to make sure that we don't lock anybody into something long-term they can't get out of. Right. Uh, and when we do this, it will be an opt-out type of situation. So if you are currently with AES and you're in Fairborn, if we adopt a new rate, you're going to get it right. unless you don't want it. And if you don't want it and maybe you're already in a program, then you can opt out and stay with your current plan. That's the beauty of it. Uh, but we're a little behind the curve. The rates are sky high. We're going to shop for a rate and we may or may not get something that's cheaper than what AES currently has. So we're going to see what happens. You never know until you go out and try to do it. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have something back soon where we can look and maybe get something uh, a little closer, a little lower than, than what's currently out there. Yeah. Some people may ask, why did you choose the provider? Palmer Energy is working currently with the city of Xenia and Greene County on their programs. Right. And they're also are the Ohio Municipal League, which is a large uh, municipal um I'll say group. So most municipalities in, in the state of Ohio are part of this group. Uh, they run a program for the Ohio Municipal League. And then they're also looking at running a program for a local group called the Miami Valley Communications Council, which is another consortium of local governments. What that'll do, hopefully, is if we can get to the point where we start to bid all of that at once, you then start to get some economies of scale where having that many uh, communities involved will drive the rate way down right. uh, and get us a better rate altogether. All so stay tuned. We will put more information out as that becomes available, but I want to make everybody aware that we're finally to the point where we're starting to shop for some aggregation rates and should have something to provide you, I'm guessing, after the first of the year. This is not a quick process. It's not like you go back and get a quote and then come back and do it. They're now going to start to do the work to put together the detailed information that goes to the market that the market actually bases their bid on. You did a much better job explaining that. I, I don't know about that, but it's it's been on top of mind recently. So if you have any questions about aggregation, you can certainly call uh, or that we've got some information, I think, on our website about it. Or we will. Or we will. <laughs> or you can look at the, uh, Ohio, again, Ohio Public Utilities Commission website. has some great information out there if you want to go there and, and take a look. Let's get to some rumors. Um, we mentioned something on the last podcast, I believe. Mm -hmm where somebody had sent us a question about a bargain bin depot. Yeah. And I'd never heard of it. I hadn't either. I and didn't then, know what it was. And then I think you sent something over the weekend that there was yeah. a picture online. So thank thank goodness for the Fairborn Facebook pages because <laughs> we saw a picture in the, it's actually the Fairborn Plaza. Yeah. So far from Broad Street where it looks like the bargain bin depot is going in there. Um, and so the question that people may ask is, why do you know that? Well, a lot of times, Folks do things without getting permits, without letting anybody right. know. Um, and so it's not a bad thing. They haven't done anything wrong necessarily. Uh, but not everything requires a permit before you get in there and start doing things. So uh, the Bargain Bin Depot apparently is going to go in in Fairborn Plaza. I don't know what it is. Right. Uh, if you believe what you read on social media, it's one of these places where they get some like Amazon returns and some pallets of things and they sell them at a reduced rate, you can go huh. in and purchase uh, some of those things. Well, that would be fun. That would be fun. I know there's a couple others in the region, primarily south of Dayton, hmm. uh, that do that. So if that is the case, it might be a good thing. Yeah. Um, if you want to get some deals on some things that maybe somebody returned from Amazon because they didn't want to, didn't like it or for whatever. And so I believe that's going to go in there at Fairburn Plaza. 
Claire's been watching uh, those, I don't know what they are, some girl on YouTube that buys random unclaimed pallets and then it's the unboxing of the pallet. Uh, oh, nice. I feel like we've, you know, just moved up the YouTube unboxing. We started with toys when they were kids and, and now they're watching older people literally just unbox pallets. So I want to make fun of that, but then you read that the kid that did it for, well, Oh my gosh. Say, well, um, uh, Evan or something, some little kid did it and he made like $30 million a yeah, year, it's ridiculous. which is insane. Right. So I would unbox anything for $30 <laughs> right. million dollars a year. Really? I mean, I'd go to your house and unbox your stuff for $30 million a year. <laughs> I'd put it in a box just to unbox it. <laughs> If I can make that kind of money. So it, not a, the, yeah. stuff, the stuff people watch on YouTube is insane. But yeah, this could be a, maybe that's Claire's next thing. She maybe. wants to start doing some unboxing of Kudos. some bargain stuff. Kudos maybe to maybe her. a bigger garage, but who knows? I mean. We got to clean out the garage <laughs> first. <laughs> or maybe a storage unit, who knows? <laughs> so the bargain bin depot is uh, apparently a thing. Uh, it looks like Fairborn Plaza where the old, uh, I believe it was the St. Francis thrift store. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know if it's that yeah. location, Somewhere but it's that shopping center. Uh, so hopefully that'll be a thing and it'll bring a lot of folks to that part of town. That'd be good. Okay, Megan, let's talk about some construction projects. The question that we get most often on social media, everything is how are we with Maple? We're still under construction. Okay. So four years and counting <laughs> on Maple Avenue. Seems like 10 or 15, uh, if right. you believe what you read on social media. Uh, but we are making some progress. So yes, uh, we are. If you've been by there, you notice that they've got some curbs on the east side now, which is one of the last steps in the process. Uh, making good headway as long as the weather stays uh, dry. They should be able to continue to get that in there. All things uh, considered and everything goes well, we should be ready to uh, open Maple completely, hopefully in October. Sometime in October. It's 31 days long, so. Do you want to narrow it down a bit? We're, we're going to be trick-or-treaters going to be able to go I, up? I, I will not make yeah, that right. commitment. I mean, that's, I feel like that's dangerous. Cause as soon as we say something, something's going to happen and right. they'll find, and it'll be in November. Jimmy Hoffa will be buried under Maple <laughs> Avenue and it'll <laughs> close the thing for a month. I yeah. do. I do have to admit though, because it's always been northbound until recently. Yep. Every time I go southbound, I have a small heart attack. When I mean, you get to the I Doris, mean, when you get to yeah. that, where the road closure I mean, not, is. Not really, but right. it's like my heart, briefly skips a beat. You feel like, like you're getting away with something? I do. Yeah. I do. It's like, you know, walking into a store without a mask. Right. I'm like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. Right. I feel like a car is going to come at me the wrong way. And I mean, I suppose that's still a possibility, but. Absolutely. I mean, if, but if you're following along, the curb work will go in. Uh, they're going to do the majority of the curb work. They'll pour the aprons, which was the drive approach part. And then when you start to see people go in and mill up that, old asphalt and start to put down the new, then we're really close. That's a good and sign. then it's just a matter of asphalt and striping and opening. So I feel like we're coming to a to a good close. We may need to create an event around the opening of Maple Avenue. I mean, we've been accused of being able to put together a mediocre beer fest. That's true. Now and again. That is true. So this feels like a mediocre beer fest type of a moment when we get Maple Avenue open. We should do like a a full-on ribbon cutting with champagne and, and the something. High school band. I mean, cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, let's get something out there. Make a celebration with it. It's been suggested a soapbox derby or like the, you know, going down the, oh. the multi-purpose path on Maple would be really cool. Like, yeah. Set something up and just see Slip how. Slip and slide if it was warm enough. That'd be amazing. It'd be a little, so. I mean, might be a little rough. But. Stay tuned. We may have an event like that. 
We should, uh, write, so, we should write that down. Right. So Maple Avenue, uh, almost done. Hopefully sometime in October, hopefully sooner in October than later, but we're not, not ready to commit to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other gas station projects are all going well. Uh, Casey's is uh, flying along. Uh, the marathon station at Kaufman and DYS uh, looks beautiful and uh, is coming along well. Uh, Main Gate Park, if you're familiar with uh, State Route 444 there, K-12A, uh, the demolition's been completed. They've uh, taken out the underground storage tanks. That's going to be a passive park. Uh, and by passive park, it's like you can't go over there and swing. Uh, there's no play equipment. You'll be able to kind of go if you want to you know, maybe do some meditation in the park amidst all of the planes flying around, the cars on 444 and the, the train, if you can meditate in that type of environment, have at it. You are solid. Uh, but it's mainly a beautification project. It's meant to give a better front porch to Fairborn as you're coming in at a base gate because people from all over the world go to the Air Force Material Command there. And it wasn't the best look. Uh, no offense to anybody that owned property over there, but it wasn't the best look that we were portraying. And it was uh, something that the base had some heartburn over for a long time. Uh, we were able to get some state money to to pull that project together, and hopefully it'll be completed in the spring. Yeah, and it, I mean it looks nice. Just removing those Just buildings removing is building. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's an improvement. So uh, improvement. It's we better, are better word. We are encouraged by that project. So uh, Mangay Park is going. Um, I think that's a good wrap up for all of the construction projects. Anything we missed? I'm trying. There's so, so many going on. Single family housing is going crazy. Yeah. Uh, the schools projects are off the off the hook. We mentioned schools earlier, but man, that high school project is flying. Uh, so things are going well in in the construction part. We want to talk a little bit about ARPA, American Rescue Plan Act. That's the second phase of COVID relief money that came from the federal government. As you know, the city got about six point eight million dollars for ARPA. And we've been highlighting some projects as we go through. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, we've released the first pot of money for the nonprofit grants. I believe we had nine applicants. I think we funded all the ones that applied. So so we were able to to get some of that money out. The second round of what we're doing is the small business grants. Uh, So talk a little bit about what we're doing with small business. So we have uh, 250,000 set aside for small businesses. And if they are a small business that meets the certain criteria that we've set, um, they can get up to $10,000 uh, in ARPA relief money. And they're, some of the criteria includes having 200 employees or less. You have to have lost money due to COVID. You have, you have to, to have been in business, been in business <laughs> during COVID. Yeah, during COVID. Uh, so you can have started your business this year right. and apply for that. And uh, the application is open now until September 30th, I believe. Okay. The Everything is on the website. There's a... If you scroll down on our homepage to the news links area, you'll see a small business uh, grant application link and you can just download it and either email it back in or bring it in and go from there. And we're not asking for a lot of information. It's not like we're asking for your, you know, the, your, the firstborn or anything like that. You don't right. have to commit. It's just, we want some basic information to understand your business, understand uh, that you're actually an established business and we're an established business during COVID uh, but the application form itself is not onerous. It's not difficult to put together. If you've been in business and have really that, you should have that information just laying around uh, or available. Uh, and so if you can just provide information, we'll get that process pretty quickly and, and uh, evaluate those applications against the ARPA guidelines. If they meet the criteria, again, that's a low threshold that the federal right. government put on that money. Uh, we'll get you uh, a, a grant. And so we want to help the businesses that were hurt by COVID and, 
if you've got a small business and maybe you struggled through that but made it through, congratulations. We're uh, great that you still are in existence and we want to help you uh, recover some of those losses. Right. And from you know my understanding of, of the application process, the, the questions that are asked are more so that we can hold ourselves accountable to the money that we're giving out. Right. You know, so it's not, you know, we're not going to dig into your entire life history. It's more of a, just as long as we can account for our, our end of it, yeah. uh, make sure that everybody's checking all the boxes in the correct way. Um, we're good to go. And we have multiple projects we're going to talk about uh, as we keep going. But the other one we want to talk about today is the Fairborn Theater, uh, now known as the Fairborn Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a group of Fairborn folks who have taken that project on uh, and are putting some really interesting things together for that and have done some really cool events uh, in the past and some some that are ac- upcoming. Uh, shout out to Chris Morse and uh, Jordan Terrell and that group for taking on that large project. Uh, council dedicated about $300,000 in ARPA funds for the Fairborn Phoenix to renovate that building. And it needs everything. Yeah. Uh, it needs a roof. It needs bathrooms. It needs HVAC, electric. It's essentially a, a shell. And they're going to go back and put everything back in there. But they've had some cool things happen. Now, what's, what are some of the things they've got, they've done? And then I know there's some things coming up we want to talk about as well. So they recently held a wrestling event. Um, Which they, I want to say, I know, I think they stole our idea because we had the idea of a wrestling event. We did. But just no way to put it together. So right. kudos to them. They can have it. I'm not. Yeah. And it's probably better suited there than what we were going to use it for. That's right. So, I mean. That's right. You know, it, it's okay. But it did so well the first time. They're bringing it back on uh, the 15th of October, September, October. Shoot. <laughs> we have to go back that. and probably edit this again. I think it is the, <laughs> I, I don't know, honestly. Um, my guess is. I thought it was the 24th. Oh, I'm sorry. September. Yes, it is the 24th. Sorry. I had my 15 <laughs> on my notes and that's the back to score reminder. So scratch everything I just said. It is September 24th is the wrestling event and you can get tickets uh, on their website or go to their Facebook page and they'll have information for it. We don't want to have to edit this podcast again. This is no. if you're, if you notice that this is a little disjointed this time, because we are, it's now Friday morning <laughs> and we are recording take three of this podcast. Right. So it's things happen. Uh, the world's an imperfect place. We're trying to uh, make it and we've, so we're recording the back end of this. So it sounds different. If we sound different, if yeah. we sound like we've been, Less caffeinated, more caffeinated is because we probably are. Yeah. Uh, but September 24th is the wrestling event. That's a really cool thing. I think the success of it, if you look at the pictures from their first event, were incredible. Yeah, they look like they had a good time. And I don't know, I may have to check it out this time if I'm not doing anything that night. I, I think we, we, we're we in a sweet spot for wrestling here. We, I mean, we are. the Nutter Center hosts uh, the WWE That's stuff true. all the time, and it's very well attended. Folks in this area support wrestling in all of its forms, and th- that just looks like a just a real good time. And these are local, I think it's a local wrestling um, association. So it looks fun. And oddly enough, speaking of that, uh, when I was in high school, many, many, many years ago, uh, we actually had a, my senior class or my, my class. And we had some guys that put the Miami East Wrestling Federation, the MEWF together. Nice. And they used to have old wrestling events in the garages of the various uh, members. It was Highly entertaining. Fantastic. And I believe I've seen some busted tables in some of the pictures of these folks too. So it's legit. It's legit. They're not messing around here. So kudos to them. Um, Another event they're putting together, which is coming up here in October. If you've ever felt like you wanted to be an actor or be in the chorus of some group 
it's your chance to be part of Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? There's an open casting call for performers for Rocky Horror Picture Show. I believe the auditions are taking place soon in the next think so. week or so. Uh, check their social media again. We're, you know, we're just winging it as we go here. So, uh, but if you want to be a part of Rocky Horror Picture Show, I think that's going to be the end of October, coinciding with our Halloween, Halloween event. event. So, yeah, so October 20th through the 22nd. Um, if you've ever wanted to sing the Time Warp song with a bunch of friends and do the maneuvers that are in the movie. That was your chance. That's your chance. If you've ever yeah. been like, you know, I really wish I had a chance to sing in the Rocky Horror Picture Show chorus, or you wanted to be the Tim Robbins character or like Susan Meatloaf. Sarandon or somebody like you want to be that meatloaf, yeah. that too. Uh, it's your chance to come and do that at the Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, again, the end of, end of October. Uh, and they've got a new event in partnership with one of our small businesses here in Fairborn, which I think is kind of interesting. It's called the Labyrinth Ball. It's on the 7th of October. It is in a, a kind of partnership with the Oddity Shop. Um, a secret chamber. Secret chamber of oddities and other fun things. Um, but I didn't realize until I was doing some research that the Labyrinth is actually a movie. Okay. I didn't know that either. And I'm sorry if it's, I'm not offending anybody. Yeah. But that's not, yeah. So who is the star of the Labyrinth? You uh, know? Well, on Wednesday when we originally did this, <laughs> I discovered that it, or I remembered it was David Bowie. David Bowie. So right. he's he's in the movie. So if you've never seen it but have an interest in going to the Labyrinth Ball, you should probably watch the movie first. But right. I mean, it sounds like they're going to have lots of vendors and food trucks um, and a ball, like a get your ball gown labyrinth style and go and dance and have a good time. And some of the pictures of, and Cherish has done a really good job at the audio shop of promoting this event on her. Yeah social media and some of the stuff that she's put on there look really fascinating. Like the performers look really cool stuff that you don't see all the time. It's completely different than what you would normally see right. anywhere. Um, and so I really give them credit for putting on a really cool event. That's different than uh, I think anywhere else I've ever seen. Yeah. So yeah, and she's, she's a, a really big supporter of getting people either downtown or just to events uh, yeah. within the city. So again, yeah, huge, uh, kudos to her and then thanks to her for you know creating events like this and love to see our small businesses partner together to try to do things so yeah. this is a great partnership between the fairborn phoenix and and the oddity shop and i think it's going to be a real cool event yeah so that's uh october 7th october 7th uh, is the labyrinth ball you can buy tickets uh, online and follow their social media it's a secret chamber house of oddities and the fairborn phoenix to see more information about that uh, and then the last thing before we go, there's there was an announcement this week, which actually got broken on social media. I believe it was maybe Fairborn Communicates. Uh, shout out to Julian Ben if it was. But somebody posted, and I couldn't believe it, that the Dave Matthews Band is coming to the Nutter Center. I know. That's that's insane. And like, I immediately thought it was fake because why in the world would Dave Matthews come to the Nutter Center? <laughs> I and get so it. And I, so I, I did my own sleuthing. I uh, went onto the Dave Matthews Band website, and sure enough, November sixteenth, they will be playing the Nutter Center, which is insane. It is, and I'm I'm like you, I'm a little giddy because I've seen them twice. You know, if I was a true fan, I probably would have seen them more. But I'd never heard of Dave Matthews until I was a freshman in college, right? In 1999, and my roommate played uh, Satellite once, and I'm you were pretty, hooked. I was hooked. And every day, I think after that, I'm like, Hey, can you play that song again? Right. She got so annoyed; she probably hated it. And it's, it's one of those things where you're like, you know, nothing against another center, but it's the, this is probably the biggest act they've had in 10 years at the Nutter center. I'm guessing. Right. At least in our opinion. Which is going to be a great 
uh, show, if you've never seen Dave Matthews, and actually going back in these episodes, I think one of the first episodes we talked about what are you listening to this uh, summer, and I think Dave Matthews was mentioned right. as your favorite concert. Yeah. So your favorite performer is coming to the Nutter Center. Get your tickets. I think they start September 20th. Next um, year. Next year, right. Yeah, we won't we, win any competition for getting these tickets. Um, you can buy them through the website. I think go on the Nutter Center website and do that. Go to Dave Matthews Band website, buy them. It's going to be insane. I'll see you there. Yeah, I will. If we can get tickets, I, I, I may have to go. I'll go to the secondary market and get tickets. Uh, or if we have any pull with Wright State, not that we do because they could really, you know. I, I know, but you're the, like I said the other day, you're the boss boss. Like, I mean, that's. <laughs> Which means nothing to yeah, any, but anybody but us. Um, so <laughs> hopefully, we, I said that it sounds a lot more impressive than it actually is. Uh, but if there's any pool where we can maybe, I don't know, we sneak in with the fire department. Yeah, I should make John like work overtime that day. Something. Um, sneak in with the PD, something. I'll work the gate. Uh, I'll usher people to their seats we'll work, if I have to do work that. Work for food and tickets, absolutely. right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to see that show. So that's a big, big event uh, coming to the other center. So that's it for this disjointed episode of <laughs> of Rumor Has It. Uh, this is episode, I believe it's eight. I think so. We were a little uncertain about that. If you're keeping track and you know it's a different episode number, nice. let us know. Uh, but we are going to do something a little different next time. I'm actually going to be out of town when we record the next episode right. a couple weeks from now. Uh, so I'm going to be available via Zoom, uh, which is a test case because we have a special guest coming on October 5th. We're not yet ready to name who that is. We might do that in the next uh, podcast. Although I do believe some people have maybe figured it out. I mean, we haven't done a great job of keeping oh, it a correct. secret, but yeah. if you followed along and you follow our social media, you know who, who it is. And we're looking forward to having that guest come on and, and have a conversation and talk about uh, whatever they want to talk about, answer any questions and have a dialogue uh, to hopefully get some, maybe some shared trust right. uh, between between the parties. And it should be a good opportunity to at least have a dialogue and see where we go from there. Uh, but yeah, so next time you listen to this, it will, I will be via zoom. Hopefully that goes great because that's the format we're going to use for the guest when they right. come on. And so it's, uh, it may be a little bit less disjointed than this time. Maybe we can do it all in one day. Who knows? A couple, we'll see, but, uh, Please stay tuned. And if you're a follower and a listener to the podcast, we appreciate it. Tell your friends, neighbors, anybody that's interested in what's going on in Fairborn to, to download Rumor Has It wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and I won't even try to name all the podcast places. There's too many and it seems like they prop up overnight. Uh, but we are everywhere. We are everywhere. So All the time. And follow our social media. We do Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Probably anything that's uh, out there in social media that I don't personally have access to is probably five or 10 more that we do. Uh, that's why we have an intern doing that because if it were up to me, we'd only barely be on Facebook. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, follow our social media and we will be back in a couple of weeks with some more rumor has it. That's right. See you around town.